first give a background of, of what you do and how you got into Chinese medicine as for context for those listening right. and watching. So thank you, Alec, for having me here. I got started with Chinese medicine. I was in a completely different career. I owned a school in California, a preschool, kindergarten, and I did that for many years. And I start just like anybody who comes to some kind of healing format was because of my own personal illness and things that I was struggling with. And I, at that time, I also, besides owning the preschool, I also owned a yoga studio and I was a yoga teacher and I was learning about the chi and how the body heals. And, and I became so interested that I decided to go to acupuncture school, not knowing it was a five-year program, but I um, got my master's in acupuncture, um, continued the yoga studio. And then at, at some point I decided to completely change careers. And that's when I moved to Arizona and Sedona and opened a health retreat center. And I started having retreat groups here, then more individualized and offering acupuncture, yoga, meditation, really an opportunity for people to come out and be with themselves, be in the nature setting because I'm super isolated um, from town. It's very quiet out here. And um, the acupuncture is something that interests me because it has that foundation that something I can explain to my patients. All right, you know, here's what's going on. And this is why you're having this coming up. But as we started talking, this conversation today is really about the diet, the nutrition. And um, so after I finished acupuncture school, I specialize in what's called eight body type also known as constitutional medicine. And like we were talking before you started recording, the idea is that remember how people used to live by the mountains, by the oceans and certain communities, they would eat the foods that were available to them in that environment. So this eight body type medicine came from Korea. And the idea is that your food really becomes your medicine. And if you're eating according to your body type, meaning what organs are stronger or weaker in your body, that the food is supporting that, then you are balancing your immune system. If we think, for example, um, the people who live by the mountains and ate more red meat, like antelope or deer, you would think that that body type would have to adjust their organs to digest properly that food, right? So the people we call in this medicine, this eight body type, and by the way, everything's on my website. Um, the password to that page is love with a capital L. I have my book for sale that explains everything, but it's not about making money. Like you can get my PDF for free on my website. I really just want people to have this information because there's so many fads nowadays about foods, like everybody should eat ginger, everybody should be eating this. And it's not true because I know my patients come to me and like, I've been eating, you know, turmeric, all these things, and I'm just not getting better and come to find out their body type is exactly the opposite. So back to quick, the quick interjection point there. And because that is so important. I have friends who are plant-based. I have friends who are fruitarians. I have friends who are liquidarians. I have friends who don't eat any food and they're breatharians. I have friends who, you know, do practice Shivambu or urine therapy. And that's the primary means of nutrition, if you want to call it that. I have friends who are, eat ancestrally, eat carnivore. And a lot of them on the extremities of those 
different categories think that their way is the only way that human beings should be eating. And this is what I love about what you're presenting here is that it's unique to the individual, right? Absolutely. And that's so important nowadays that we're really celebrating our sovereignty, right? Our independence, like all the things your you know, group fights for, the freedom is how can we really understand who we are on an individual basis and have the food that aligns with that body type? So as I was telling earlier, and I have patients here that are telling me, are you, I'm eating, you know, all these, what we call in Chinese medicine, heating foods, your ginger, your turmeric, your spicy foods, right? Even honey, things that people don't realize that are what we call, because I'm also, I have my degree, my master's in herbology. So we combine acupuncture with Chinese medicine, uh, the herbs. And the reason being is because if you are having too much heat symptoms in your body and you continue to eat heating foods, you see how you're only going to aggravate the yeah. situation. So we would say, no, you know, here's some cooling herbs. Here's some treatment to take the heat out of your body. It's all about yin and yang in our medicine. So back to the body type, what people don't understand, and it's like most men on this planet, and there's exceptions, but, you know, of all the eight body types, most men are what we call hepatonians. The name gives it away, HEPA liver, meaning he, they have men or women, but most men are hepatonians. They have a strong liver, right? Their liver is really big. In fact, on x-rays, you can see that the liver of hepatonians are big, is bigger than other body types, but then everybody will have its counterparts. So you have a really strong organ and a weaker organ. Depending on your body type, we either want to sedate what we call calming down the strong organ or strain the weak organ. And in the case of a hepatonian man, that is, you know, the man that you see out there that are getting really skinny, don't have energy, are moody, are typically your hepatonians who went vegetarian because they need uh, the meat. They are like, you know, like if you think about a lion and a cow, right? The lion eats meat, right? It's a full hepatone. It has a really big liver. Well, when they, when a man and the, and the lion, they have this big liver, it produces a lot of bio juice. Well, the bio, bio juice helps to digest the fats. So if you have a hepatonian person who went vegetarian, all that bio juice has been produced, but it's not being used for anything. It becomes very toxic to the body. Now, same thing with the cow. The cow has a really large intestine, right? A really long one because it's eating grass all day long. Now, what happens if you give the cow some meat to develop mad cow disease? Because it cannot digest that meat. It doesn't have a big liver. So if you think about the humans, we are also having our own different body types. So most women is what I call pancreatonians. They have a really strong stomach and pancreas but their counterpart is a weak kidney. So because the majority of my retreats here are directed towards women, the majority of them that are pancreatonians are telling me I'm eating all the spicy foods, right? It's supposed to be good for me. And I say, no, 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 no. Your strongest organ is your stomach is so much heat. You're a ball of heat in there. If you start taking ginger and these spicy things, you know, even green tea, people don't realize the certain foods that bring heat in the body. So then our idea is to take the heat out and strain the kidneys. Does that make some sense? Yeah. How do you go about identifying the, cause there's, you said there's eight 
right? There's eight different eight body okay. types. So how do you go about identifying which body type you have? Well, the number one way we do, so we have a, a checklist. Number one, we check the pulse. We have three positions on each side of the wrist. So I would check my client's uh, pulse and see the strength because you have different locations on the wrist is for different organs. So we check the strength of those organs. That's one. Number two, we also check for the tongue just to see diagnose if it's red, if it has heat, right? We have all kinds of tongue diagnosis that takes place too. And number three is what takes me a whole hour and a half here with my patients. It's a fully thoroughly intake of their medical history. I ask people things that they don't have never been asked before, like, how's your poop? You know, just like, I, I want to know everything. What are the diseases that came up most in your childhood? I need to understand the full history of that being because it's going to be unique to them. And I really tried on my book on chapter nine, I try to give it in a simple way. So people reading, because I'm not going to be able to see everybody and nor do I want to. It's like, here's the book, just try to read and figure it out. Because even if I'm not there to check your pulse, I think I've learned now with my patients that they can come to at least and narrow down to two or three. And then what you would do is test that diet. And I have the whole diet for each body type listed on the book. So then you do a 30-day trial of a particular diet, and then you check for what we call the three major, you know, thing, headers that gives us a feedback, which is your bowel movements. What does it look like? You know, and usually I talk to people, they'll come and be like, is it long and skinny, blah, blah, blah. You know, I have all these different poop shapes that let me know the condition of the body. Energy level, as soon as you get, you feel better energized, you better believe you're on a better diet, you know more aligned with your body type and then sleep quality. Mm. So those three are my big three feedbacks to know if they are on the, and then um, of course, if somebody comes with a chief complaint, something like it could be something big, you know, rashes on their skin, usually it tells me they're having heat in the body. And then once they go into a body type diet that is eliminating the heat, you will be able to see that that rash will go away. So they're kind of almost doing an elimination diet in a way, right? Like they're, they're introducing certain foods and if they start feeling a certain thing, then they'll start eliminating certain foods. Is that, am I understanding you correctly? Yes and no. Yes, because you would have to choose a body type. If you're not being consulted with a doctor like myself or others that are in this field, you would kind of do it on your own, but you would have to commit to 30 days with one mm. and eating only the foods for that particular body type. And maybe, you know, if you're a hepatonian man, then you absolutely want to bring meat back and you would eliminate uh, ocean fish because ocean fish for hepatonian man makes them have loose stools. So you would stick to that diet for 30 days and you would not be bringing in foods or removing foods. You would absolutely not eat the foods that says harmful to your body type. That's all you do is do not eat the foods that are bad for you. And you would eat the foods that the, the body type suggests is good for you. I love this so much because it's why I look at friends again on all sides of the, you know, nutritional and dietary spectrum and they're healthy in their own right. And for me, I, I would really be interested to understand what my body type is because I find that I feel best when I'm eating a lot of meat and a lot of organ meats and not eating a lot of vegetables. So 
it's, I don't know what part of the world I would come from with that, but uh, I do know that my ancestry uh, comes from Eastern Europe uh, and, and also Germany and England. So I'm kind of a mix of all those, but I know that I've tried to be vegan. I've tried um, doing strict plant-based and I, I do introduce, you know, some, when I'm detoxing, I will do a lot of fruit juices or I'll do water fasts. But I know that my baseline when I feel best is when I'm eating lots of, you know, grass-fed, grass-finished beef, lots of red meats. That's when I feel absolutely best, most energized, have, you know, steady, normal bowel movements and sleep well. And it's a, it's a tough thing for um, someone who understands the argument that taking life of a sentient being in order to sustain yourself is, you know, in an ideal world, I wouldn't have to do that, but I have tried plant-based. I know other people who have tried plant-based and it just doesn't work for them. Or I know people who were plant-based for five, six, seven, eight years, and then started introducing organ meats. And then they start feeling better. Then they're like, okay, I'm going to start introducing a steak now and then, and they feel even better. So it really is unique to the individual. It really is. And you brought up a good point is when I say, you know, hepatonia men are encouraged to eat more meat. I absolutely like you grass fed, organic, right? Just the healthy, the healthiest type. And it's not just any meat, like I'm pancreatonian. So for me, I can have some red meat, but absolutely no chicken and no turkey because wow. those are heating foods. So it's not so much all or nothing. Meat so it's not no just meat or no meat. It's yes. specific. <laughs> well, you, I, you mentioned that too, like for some, for Habitonian man, right? You said that fish would not uh, be ocean fish, ocean freshwater fish. fish. You're okay. So you can, I mean, right. I don't know if you're hepatonium, but well, that makes sense, right? Like if you're living in the mountains, you're probably like, and it's snowy and you, you need red meat more than likely. You're not going to be getting a sea bass or something like that, or ahi ahi. You're probably going to be <laughs> getting salmon or trout or something like that. Exactly. And it's amazing too. I mean, when I get people in here, we're talking about their body type, even the personalities, they're like, gosh, why am I so fiery? I'm like, well, welcome to the pancreatonium world. Oh, wow. So that, that also ties in with personality. Yes, Can you does. give me some other examples of like... So another example, uh, pomatonian. Okay. Pomatonian is another body type. I call it the most difficult one. My little grandson, who's only six, poor thing, is pomatonian. Their diet is so limited because they have a tiny little liver. They have a big uh, lung. And for them... The, if they eat meat, right, they just get so lethargic. If you know people are like, oh, wow. if I eat meat, I'm in a coma. That's the key word. They just lose all their energy. They want to sleep. They're very fatigued. So pomatonia is pretty much the opposite of your hepatonian. And the pomatonian people are more introverts. They don't like to socialize. They, you know, forgive me for saying this, but it's like, they think they know it all. And they usually, they do. They're very smart people and they don't really care for other people's opinion. They like to work alone. They're usually your researchers, writers. So, you know, and then your hepatonian people are more like they talk loud, they're strong, they have a deep voice, they're business starters. So the personality does blend in with um, the body type as well. And that's why I, you know, I, I wanted to talk to you because you have such a big platform and I want people to understand that they need to really like my book, it's called retreating a book, a journey home to self-love. It's like, come back to you, right? Mm. Who are you, your foods? Um, who are you here for, like to do? What is it? What, what brings love in your heart? 
right? Because you have Dr. Christiane Northrup out there shouting to the world, doing a bunch of great things. And then you have some people that are like me, I'm in a very quiet place, but I'm, you know, cultivating my own food. I'm praying for the world. Like everybody's got their place in the planet. You don't have to go be, you know, this massive Instagram person. You can still be a force on this planet, mm-hmm. even if it's in a cor- quiet corner of the planet, but you got to figure out that about you you know what are you here for what are your tools right because right now even me here like there's a little energies right bringing us down they're like oh there's a point of light how can we dim that bright one uh-huh. and then it's like all right let's get back to our tools whether it's sleeping a little more going to work out eating healthy right meditating writing so i I really invite people to start coming from within and the food is such a great way to do it because you immediately feel a difference, right? You get more energy, you get better sleep, then you're in a better mood. So that's why I feel the food is such an, a, a really important part of the well-being because it gives us that motivation to continue and to go forward. So talk to me real quick about some of the things that you do and that you offer at Sedona Ranch. And everything you I, have going on there. I have, well, so I, like I said, I, I sold my preschool in California. I, I really felt like this whole COVID for me started in 2000 and probably 2002. And then 2005, I started my business in California. And I was just like in that rat race. I had three kids going to school. I had a yoga studio, the going to acupuncture school, I had a preschool, and then it all kind of just like came to a summit in 2012. And I was like, oh, you know, this life is just too fast paced. Like there's time to expand and time to contract. I've built a lot of things. I'm like, just really expanded out. I need to now kind of go inwards. And, and I moved out here and I started doing these retreats just because I can't sit doing nothing for too long. And people started coming and I started doing these retreats and it's been great, really. And during COVID, I was the busiest ever because people wanted to come out and just be with themselves. And they come here. I cook all their organic foods. They stay in their private cabins. I have three cabins here. People can either do a private retreat or a small group. They get a massage therapist that I invite over. We figure out their body type. Of course, the foods are according to their body type. We do yoga, we do meditation, several acupuncture sessions, cupping. It's just like you just get totally full retreat. Because uh, like, I mean, we only it's not like, you know, Western medicine. Oh, I can't sleep. Here's a pill. No. Why can't you sleep? Let's figure out all of it. Your food, your energy. I like that you go straight to the food, too, because that's so important. So important. And then, you know, people come out here and they're kind of like shook a bit. It's so quiet. They're like, oh my gosh. And they have to, they're forced to be with themselves, maybe for the first Mm -hmm. time for several days in solitude. And, and I've noticed that's really hard on people. And I say, when you're on the ground in the fetal position crying, you're doing great here at the (laughs) retreat center, you know? (laughs) So I've been doing that and it's been great. It's been a wonderful journey. And then Come last year, June, exactly June last year, um, I had put on my website, Not we don't wear masks. I've never worn a mask except to go to your conference for flying the plane. I had to wear one, yep. but I never Sorry wear a about mask. That. Thank you for coming though. Yes, exactly. To be, to be clear, I, I want to emphasize this. She had to wear a mask on the plane, not at the conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Out of the convention center again. 
because we were not complying with the so-called mask mandate, but we held the city of Kansas City accountable on that and they paid us money because we were in our lawful rights to not wear a mask. So so awesome that you guys are such fighters. And so, you know, I was doing my thing here and I put on my website, I said, I got to be honest, like no mask, no vax. And then I don't have any social media. I don't read any. I don't have Facebook. I don't have anything. I just, I'm just being right. And I, my daughter-in-law calls me and she's like, Fernanda, you're on Twitter. There's like 5,000 people just bitching at your website. So long story short, Alec, I'm driving with my boyfriend. We're driving our RV through Montana. We're having the time of our lives last summer, right? And I get bombarded with hate emails. These people like you should die. You're the worst person. How are you not vaxxed? You're you're spreading all these different variants. I don't remember their names, Omicron, whatever it was, you know, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Who gives a crap? Right. Let me run my business. How I do well. It got worse. Newsweek wrote a whole article on my retreat center, which on my website I put as the top link because like, hello. Yes, we are. We're refusing vaccinated people. Sorry. Yeah, you wear it as a badge of honor. Yeah, I do. I wear the, and they wanted an interview, but that that made me really upset. And I was like, you know, that's so that's just how the dark side is, right? It just tries mm. to just hit you. And so then I I decided to take a few months off and I did a beautiful psilocybin journey that just told me, don't worry about anything. Everything's great, you know, rise above. And then I came back to my center and I was like, all right. And now I've been doing just one-on-one retreats with non-vax, non-masks, non-hypnotized people. And, uh, but at the same time, I like, I'm just really enjoying my own company and realizing this is yet another time to contract and just be and, and wake up and be like, what do I want to do today? Mm. You know, and just do whatever it is, whether it's eating from my garden you know, playing with my dogs, hanging out with my grandson, going paddle boarding, like I told you. And it's like, you know, this is my time. I've worked really hard. So I'm taking a sabbatical right now. And I'm only mm. doing retreats with people that really want to be here. What, what just a, this might be a pressing question. Um, but what about someone, let's say, who made a mistake and got vaxxed, but wanted to consult with you in the future and realized that they were wrong? Would you consider seeing them as a client? I don't mind seeing people that are open-minded. I'm always open to open-minded people. It's the people that come here in the fear mentality or, you know, that's the thing. And, you know, thankfully none of my kids got vaxxed, but you know, I, I know their friends, some did. And, and they asked me like, can you help me? And I don't know the trick to unvax or to clean the nanobots out of the body. Like I don't have that protocol. I can just say, you know, the body, if they want to know the body type, yes, I can absolutely yeah. diagnose them can and help, help them. So yes, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I think of it as, and this is something that um, I've thought about for a while. Of course, we know that the body is self-healing, self-regenerating and given the right set of circumstances and the right mindset. Um, and maybe if you understand your body type, you can, you can heal yourself. Right. And more important than vax or no vax, obviously, is is teaching that because when you understand that at a fundamental level, then getting a vaccine wouldn't even be in the realm of possibilities that you would ever consider, right? And it's I think it's important um, that 
that all of us, and, and for this goes for people listening, and I'm speaking to myself to some degree, is that yes, we continue to raise awareness to the harms that are being caused by the vaccines, of course, because there is massive amounts of harm being caused and it's being covered up and it's been that way well beyond the COVID situation. I mean, talking about the childhood vaccine schedule and how harmful that is, that's a whole nother rabbit hole. But if um, we can continue to raise awareness to those things, but also let people know that the body is self-healing, self-regenerating, and that it can heal itself given the right circumstances and the right mindset, that's more important because there are increasing amounts of people who got the shot and are like, wow, I messed up big time. I don't know what the heck I was thinking. I was blind to all this stuff that I'm coming across now. I, you know, regret it. So how can we help provide those people with healing resources, you know? Yes. Well said. And I, my heart goes out to them. I have friends that are in that situation and you're right. The body is self-healing, self-regenerating. That's a 6,000 year old philosophy in yeah. Chinese medicine, right? That's but somehow, like, yeah. somehow Western medicine in the last a hundred years or less has tricked us into thinking is absolutely non-existent, which is yes. And the foundation of Chinese medicine is give the right condition. The body will regenerate and heal. It's just, mm. we keep eating toxic foods or foods that are not good yeah. for our body type. You see how the food is so, so fundamental. I want to go back and just say the reason back in last year, I stopped seeing people who are vaxxed. And now, you know, like you said, if somebody called me like, look, I got the shot, like I want to come and do a retreat. I, it's not that I wouldn't allow them to come. I just, you know, and, and I talked to Christian Northrop about this at your conferences. I had 17 retreats in three months period, which is like every day I was working wow. with somebody. That's and most of, I, I think everybody who came at that time were vaxxed and it did affect my personal cycle. So I was like, it okay, does like, and, that, and that's, yeah. that's something that is needs to, there, there are too many reports of people who have been around those who've been vaccinated experiencing menstrual irregularities or something else um, yeah. to say that that is not a real phenomenon. I know too many people that that has happened to. So that was, you know, in case somebody's listening, it's like, oh, you're being judgmental or excluding people. No, I stopped because it affected my personal health. Mm -hmm. And I had to make a decision like, okay, let's just wait and see. So I haven't had anyone here yet who's been vaxxed and working because I work really close with them. You know, I'm doing all yeah. kinds of therapies like, cupping you know you're bringing out sweat out of yeah, the body well, well you're you're you are um creating situations that allow their bodies to detoxify and maybe some of the detoxification of whatever is going on with that has an effect on others and like i don't i don't want to get too into the uh, mindset of, of germ theory here but we're talking about something completely different we're talking about a novel technology that we don't know what it's doing and it could be some energetic thing that it's causing i like to think of it as the, the possibility that um, given the context that our bodies are comprised of structured water and we know through Veda Austin's work and also Dr. Moto's work that water holds memory and a water also reflects back to us our reality and communicates with us. So if someone receives a poison, right, the likelihood yes. that they're going to energetically communicate to others around them like, hey, I have come into contact with this poison, you need to prepare they could mm -hmm. initiate or trigger a detox response in your body. And maybe well that's said. what was happening is people were pushing you 
into constant detoxes. And you're like, dude, I don't need these detoxes right now. Stop. <laughs> exactly. And that's when I told you, we went to Texas, bought a property there right on the beach. And it's like, all right, this is our detox. You know? yeah. yeah. This is my choice to detox, not being around <laughs> yeah. you. Subconscious energetic choice. I want to talk a little bit more about Chinese medicine because I actually think you're the first you're the first person I've had on this show talking about Chinese medicine. All so right. let's go into some of the deeper elements of Chinese medicine, specifically on qi and the ways that our bodies get qi and okay. the ways that our bodies naturally produce qi. All things qi. I'll let you take the mic now. Qi, the source of life, life prana, right? There's so many names for it. And like I said, um, I've written in my book about it because there are only three ways that we get qi. Right, our genetic makeup, what we call poor constitution. Nobody likes to have poor constitution, but you you can kind of know what that's all about. And then the foods, right? That's another way you get your chi restored in your body. Make blood, right? Just get the energy in your body. That's why it's so important to eat the right foods for your body type. Mm. Clean foods, non-GMO, organic, right? God knows where they're putting nanobots and whatever foods out there, but really get to that clean food that is according to your body type. And the last one is air breathing. So what we call the chi that we breathe in and mm. breath work. That's why people are like, Oh, I feel better after breath work and breathing in. And you know, it's interesting too. It's each body type has a particular way of breathing. So like for me, pancreatonia, wow. I am supposed to inhale bigger than exhale because we're such givers have a, Pancatonians like me are like humanitarians. They're always on the give, right? So it, it's really important that we breathe in more than we exhale. So that, that's wow. just another little note how body type is so important. <laughs> wow. One question on the, the genetics piece and, you know, being constituted to have more chi versus less chi because of your genetics. How does that and maybe there isn't an answer for this, but how does that factor into epigenetics and like certain genetic markers switching on and off given certain environmental conditions or internal mental uh, psycho-spiritual conditions that present themselves? I'm not an expert on that, um, but I know what you're trying to get out of it. And the, the quick answer to it is, I agree with you with epigenetics and genes that can be turned on and off. So if you just think very basic, right? I'm no fancy scientist. I'm just a woman who's curious, got four degrees out of curiosity, not to, for any other reason, just because I love learning. But at the foundation, if you think about it, that if you are eating healthy, right? Parents that are nurturing their body before they get pregnant, right? Making that nest really great for the baby. Of course, that being that's about to come out is going to have stronger constitution than somebody who did not have such a well-rounded everything around them, their sleep, their mm. food quality, you know, even drinking, right? Lowers the chi in the body. So there's just so, so many elements to enhancing that constitution of if you're about to, you know, conceive or have babies, but the sad part about it is that sometimes, you know, you just have bad genes that got passed on and, mm -hmm. and I don't know how to say, but like may hopefully up genetics, something can, can switch on and off, but 
when we as um, acupuncturists see somebody who is constantly getting sick, you know, we have different things that we look like their eyes are too close together. They have little ears. There's like such markers that we start realizing, oh, this person has poor constitution. Well, for that person, it's so important that they really eat according to their body type mm. because they can't afford to have even more depleted chi. Got it. Okay. Okay, cool. And in speaking specifically back to the body type thing again, where can people go to find more information on that? And you said your website, correct? I have on my website under sedonaranch.org. There's a page there that's a body type and they can read through it. Like I said, if they send me an email requesting the PDF, the book, they don't, it's on Amazon. My book is retreating a book and chapter nine has everything's written there the different body types, the menu, but if they can't afford the $9 book, then they can ask me for the PDF and I can send them and they can read and, and start slowly. Oh, you know, I have a history of yeast infections or UTIs or skin rashes. And then it will show on the book, the different symptoms that certain body types are more often diagnosed with. And then they can say, you know what, given this set of symptoms, and again, I'm not there to diagnose them with their pulse or tongue, so they're going to have to take a chance. But I really find that people are able to at least narrow down to two or three body types. and Even on their own? Even on their own, you're saying? Yeah, on their own. Yeah. That's what's so exciting about it. It's like if you have the will to try for 30 days and you observe, how's my energy level? How's my sleep? And how's my poop? You know, is it formed? Is it not loose? It's not too hard? Am I sleeping? without too many interruptions. Um, how's my energy? Like I said, hepatonia men that go vegetarian, the first symptom is fatigue and moodiness. They get angry. Mm. Like liver patient, liver cancer patients are usually the most angry at hospitals, they say. And it's usually men who are hepatonian who went vegetarian. Wow. Yes. So body type is very new in the United States. And I think there's only eight of us in the U.S. who practice a body type and they're scattered all well, over. I've never, I've never heard of this before. I've, I've heard of eating according to like your genetics, but I've never heard of eating according to your, your body organ, type. Your constitution. Yeah, yeah, yes. your constitution. Can you give an example of um, like a client that you saw? Would you, do you call them clients or patients? Because it just depends. Patients depends. Because client, client, okay. Yeah. They, a, a man or woman that you saw that was having poor health issues you, you know, drastically improved, you helped them drastically improve their life by determining their body type. Can, can you give an example that's on the top Absolutely. of your head? Absolutely. I mean, I have many, but one is this lady, Veda. Uh, she came here. She got diagnosed with her body type. Um, she was having a lot of UTIs. And like I told you, most women are pancreatonians. And, you know, as soon as she changed to her, to eating to her, according to her body type, not only did her UTI stop to exist, but the best thing that she told me was she didn't reduce the amount of food. She just literally changed the types of food. She lost 10 pounds. Wow. So that's always a success story, right? For people yep. who are wanting to lose weight. Another person uh, was this man who was having a lot of um, just his, you know, that silver scallion you get on your, yep. uh, like behind your knees and elbows. He was just having that. He was really moody, angry. He's like, I'm always snappy, right? 
And uh, come to find out, he was a Hepatonian man who was uh, had gone vegetarian, vegan for four years. So he went back and he's like, oh my gosh, you're telling me I can eat meat? I'm like, yeah. He went and started eating Philly sandwiches, whatever. He said he hadn't had those for so long. And back to eating meat, moodiness went away. No more of the rashes on his skin. Wow. So like I said, it's when the symptoms go away of a chief complaint, something big. You know, if you're overall healthy, it's like you're going to see some difference in your energy level, maybe in your sleep. But for people who are actually having big issues like reoccurring yeast infections for women, they're like, what the heck? You know, it's yeah. not because of sex. That's a fallacy. It's not because of that. It's because their um, kidneys are so weak. You know, that's their weakest organ. Mm. And when their stomach is really strong, it weakens the kidneys even more. So I've had women call me back and say, wow, I haven't had an ETI or an yeast infection. And pancreatonia women have a difficult time getting pregnant. So that's another thing, right? So eating according to your body time to support that you can hold a baby. Wow. You know, it's interesting because I've had um, Ayla Cuenca on to discuss uh, just birth in general. And one of the things she said, and, and maybe to a certain degree, she's not entirely correct in this. One of the things she said, though, that made sense to me is that women who are pregnant who typically do eat plant-based and are health, healthy eating uh, plant-based uh, definitely need to incorporate some type of meat products for the healthy fats and the protein when they're pregnant in order to form a healthy placenta and have a healthy birth. And then explain some scenarios where she's been involved with someone's birth and that woman was plant-based, eating organic plant-based eating whole foods, you know, fruits and vegetables primarily. <clears throat> and the woman still formed a very unhealthy placenta and actually had gestational diabetes because she was not incorporating animal fats into, into her diet. So uh, maybe it's that um, can your body type, your constitution change given the body type that you are forming of the life that is inside of you? That's a great question. Yes. Very great question. And I've asked my main teacher when I did the body type and he said, never, your constitution never changes. So you, you, so even if you have another life forming inside of you, your constitutional, okay, got it. Yes, exactly. So that's good that you asked that. Um, I had a lady here, client patient. She was here for a retreat. She was pomatonian and pomatonian body type. Like I told you, a really difficult body type. I feel for them because their diet's very limited, but for them, even worse is any kind of supplements. We are in a, a society where so many supplements, everybody's like on their supplements, right? Well, Pomatonia, the less they take, the better for them. Mm. I, I, all I had to what, tell What, what was, do they eat? Like, what is something like, tell me oh, what their diet's like. You've mentioned that now twice that their diet has, they can't. Yeah, they're tough. I mean, like I said, my little grandson is Pomatonian. We have to really watch his diet. So no meat. They can eat all the fish they want. Okay, so fish is great, lettuce, nuts. See how they're Yeah, that's like very specific. Yeah. Like and certain body types, like pomatonians should have all kinds of supplements. The less the better. But it. like, you know, pancreatonians can't have vitamin C. Too much vitamin C is bad for them because it's acidic, causes acid in the stomach. Would, right? would, okay, here's a question too. Would these ones how do you say again? Pink pink? 
Pancratonia. Pancratonia. So. Okay. Pancratonian. So do they have a larger pancreas? Is that like, it's maybe? not the size, it's the strength. It, okay. It strength of the pa- pancreas. Yeah. Thing. Okay. Qu- question two with that. Sorry to interrupt before I lose my train yeah. of thought though, is, um, <laughs> For them, since their diet is more limited, meaning they can get chi only from specific foods, does that mean that they're typically constituted to have more chi based on their genetics naturally? Mm, I'm not sure I know the answer to that. Are you talking about comatonians, the one who have limited uh, food? In- yes, yes. Okay, Sorry, not I probably said it That's fine. Yeah. So the comatonians, uh, they're usually very tall and skinny. You know those men that are like really skinny and tall and they usually... Yeah. It's like, that's, that's the opomatonian. Okay. They don't like to talk much. Their chi is very, just like, keep it to me. Cause I can't afford to lose any more chi. Um, I don't know if there is a measuring thing that says they have more chi than your hepatonian man who are go-getters. They like to yeah. build stuff. You know, I don't know that answer. There's no, you know, marker. That it's an interesting thing to think about though. If you think like, talking about chi, one of the sources that we get chi from is our food, right? And if someone is limited in what food they can consume, I, I would just wonder if that means that they already have so much natural chi that they don't want to create an imbalance with the food that they're consuming. Because some food, if you're eating the wrong body type, right, that chi could actually deplete your chi, I'm assuming. Yeah, or it could be the very opposite. Those are all very good thought-provoking ideas that you're posing, but I know pomatonians like to take multiple naps a day. They're always fatigued. They get, so does that mean they have a lot of chi? I don't think Probably so. Probably not, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I, you know, maybe when I was single and I was dating, I'd be like, okay, if you're pomatonian, I'm not dating you because I like men who get stuff done, you know? Yeah, and hepatonians yeah. are your caveman. They wake up, they like to get shit done and they carry buckets. Your pomatonia are tired. They just want to read and sit. <laughs> got it. Got it. One thing I don't, I want to um, make sure I bring up because you mentioned Chinese medicine. Um, there are some Chinese herbs out there that I just want your listeners to be aware, you know, to, to know that they have other options than run to the Western doctor. I don't think any of your listeners of that type, anyhow, that go to get prescription drugs. Highly but, doubt it, but yes. Yeah, highly doubt it. But like, keep in mind, you know, you want to get your Chinese herbs from a place that they test their products that doesn't just come on Amazon out of China somewhere. You know, you want to make sure you get through an acupunct, a licensed acupuncturist and that they are um, good quality. But during COVID, one herb that I really wanted to put out there and the fear of my license being revoked for suggesting a cure for such a thing is the Yin Chao Sun. That herb, in Chao Sun, is antiviral. It's such a great herb for you to just have in your medicine cabinet. You get a sore throat, you get some kind of viral infection, you know, and that's not the only one. There are other ones out there that are great Chinese herbs. So I, I wanted your listeners to just be open mind to Chinese herbs. Got it. Okay. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> and uh, the one thing I wanted to bring up real quick is... Obviously, for those who are vegan or plant-based and listening to this, I'm coming in with a bias of someone who does eat meat as someone who was vegan before. But what you're presenting here is that some people literally cannot consume meat because that is not like helpful to their constitution. That is not helpful to their chi, right? 
Well, yes, but I also want your listeners to know that we don't need to be so radical, right? So as a pancreatonia, okay, I shouldn't be eating a lot of acidic foods, but do I have an orange juice here and there? Yes, right? Mm -hmm. If you are a pomatonia and you have a hamburger, okay, you might feel a little bit bloated, you know, tummy pain, fatigue, but are you going to die? No. My recommendation is be open, find out your body type. And then when and if your your immune system is a bit down, you feel like you're getting a little sick, then go harsh on the diet and only eat according to your body type. Mm. But, you know, if you're healthy and you're going about your day, if you have a choice between a food that's for my body type and not, I would pick the one that it is. But if I'm healthy and I want to have that extra food, go for it. Right. So it's about the balance. Maybe balance it out with doing a lot of breath work. So you're getting chi that way and then you're good. right? (laughs) Unless, unless you're the body type that shouldn't do too much breath time work. (laughs) So it's really important for people to come back to center, find out what's, what works for them, right? Your friends who are vegan, maybe that's working for them. Great. That was my point, right? Is it like, this is working for me, but again, I know people who have been vegan forever and are doing just fine and they're completely healthy. They're thriving. If not, uh, they've reversed, uh, a lot of issues they've had by becoming plant-based and becoming vegan. So um, again, it's unique to the individual and this, that's why this is so fascinating to me. And as a last question that I have, do these, you kind of brought this up at the beginning, do these tie back to specific regions of the world or like just different climates specifically? Is that what these, these body types are tying back to, or is it, is there no relation to that at all? It's really mind blowing and there'll be another conversation we have, but it also comes from all the planets, the energies out in the universe, how the earth was created. I don't have all the details of the history. The one, the doctor in Korea who really developed this medicine was Dr. Kwan. I think he's passed on now and um, his books are translated. Some are poor translated, but the little that I read, it has to do with the whole universe energy of all of the cosmos, how it reaches us. Yes, it has to do with the areas on the planet that we lived, but more importantly, the foods that were available to each community at that time. So it's not like, oh, you're Russian, I'm American, then, you know, you must be this body type. No, there's just as many all over the world as it is here. Yeah, I, I was, I think I was thinking more in terms of like, I live in a coastal area, whether that's in, you know, Bali or it's in the the Philippines or it's in, uh, you know, the, even the coast of the United States, right? Or in the right. Caribbean that you are more constituted towards a certain body type or more body types are more prevalent um, for the ancestors that come from that area. Maybe. True. And, and, and because there isn't so much, this medicine is, I call the medicine of the future. You know, I'm not being called right now to go and teach workshops and do all kinds of stuff. Who knows? I'm on a sabbatical, but if that idea comes to me, maybe we'll really explode with this medicine and make it, you know, available to a lot of people. But in any case, somebody in the future is going to really blow this up and, and help more people. And, um, I think, you know, as I think of the different body types, like people just need to really be open to figuring out what that is by trial and error. The patients that I've had here, you asked about locations, like I've noticed a lot of Hispanic women 
our pancreatonia now. Okay, that's what, what that's exactly yeah. what I was trying to get at. Okay, I did. I noticed that, and um, yeah. So to answer that question, that's the only correlation I found is a lot of Hispanic women. Like I'm from Brazil, women from Mexico. I've noticed they're mainly pancreatonians. They're just wow. your fiery women, you know. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I wonder if like uh, males like me that are tall but kind of like you know huskier, bigger dudes uh, typically are what body type that eats red meat. Um, just tell me summary of the summary. Are you, uh, do you have a lot of energy or are you, do you feel like you need to take multiple naps a day? I feel like I usually have a lot of energy. Okay. Um, do you uh, feel energized when you eat red meat or chicken? I feel, <laughs> I feel energized in a literal sense. Like my, it definitely gives my body energy, but also mm-hmm. in like, a you know, psycho spiritual metaphysical sense of that. Like I feel alive when I eat meat. I like, I feel alive when I'm, when I eat raw liver and <laughs> raw kidney, yeah. like, that, that makes me feel alive. Okay. Um, one of the things too, that hepatonian man usually have is a little bit of knee pain or feet pain. Have you ever had it? I have. Yes. I, I mean, I've had a knee surgery before knowing what I know now. I've never had that, but that was when I was 16. Um, oh. I have, feet pain. And I've always chalked that up to being an athlete all my life, but maybe that's just the way I'm constituted. Okay. So, I mean, I have several questions, but just one more, cause I know our time's coming up when you were a kid and you were about to get sick or even now, do you usually find yourself having nasal congestion? <laughs> that's like the first sign. Yeah. Okay. I'm telling you hepatonian. Hepatonian. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <great body type. laughs> So I should be eating red meat then. Yes. Okay. Imbalance, right? Because imbalance, it's like yeah. imbalance and just stay away from ocean fish. Okay. Cause okay. you'll notice and berries like blueberry, raspberry, strawberries will give you loose stools. I don't like berries. So that makes sense. Okay. And the only time I do like berries is if I'm trying to initiate a detox in my body. So that's really interesting. Yeah, and the other thing, and my sons both are hepatonians since they were little. I'm like, do not eat salad. So hepatonians, stay away from leafy salad. greens. <laughs> no Got leafy it. greens. <laughs> Thank you. Good, because I don't like You're any of that stuff anyway. That was perfect. So fun. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Dr. Fernanda, and I will include your website and everything about you in uh, the show notes and hope to talk to you again. All right. Have a beautiful day. Bye. Bye.